Welcome back to the Audacity to be Ambitious podcast. This is episode number six. Self-worth takes self-work. So welcome back to the podcast, you guys. I'm super excited about this one because it's honestly like one of the most, um, it's about one of the most common questions I get asked. And now that I am recording this podcast, when people ask me this question, I can just say, hey, get over to my podcast and I refer you to episode number six so I don't have to retell my story every five seconds. Um, And that is, how did you do it? How'd you get here? It's so funny because um, I have been on this journey for a minute and um, in the beginning, for a lot of people, it probably looked like regular, everyday Facebook, Instagram um, progress post and progress pop, progress pics. Don't forget, people, we're on a 20-podcast episode challenge in 20 days, and I'm not editing any of this, so don't mind all of my raw human mistakes. <laughs> Anyways, so... People didn't really notice whenever it was just like, they just, they got it in increments, right? And then because, you know, Instagram and Facebook, like they didn't always see my progress. Um, It honestly, for most people and, and even strangers who didn't even see me from the beginning, they see this dramatic, um, change I've created in my life. And the first thing that they all want to ask me is, oh my gosh, like, how'd you do it? And it kind of drives me a little bit nuts, but that's fine. Because for me personally, I was spreading the message the whole time I was doing it, trying to inspire other people to also create change in their life. And it wasn't until I had massive success that people really wanted to start, <clears throat> hey, you want to talk to me and, and uh, let me know what you did and how you did it and everything for free so I can do the same thing. And it doesn't matter. I mean, I can give free advice all day long. Yeah, I don't get paid for it, but you know what? They're not going to make money off of it because I know people who don't pay me to get coached by me. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do what I'm telling them to do. Now, this is different because it's a podcast and I'm just giving you free advice and it's falling on the ears of many, of a variety of people who are probably driven if you pick this podcast up and listen to it, you're looking for something. People who are looking for something are often taking action. You're doing something to change something, and I commend you for that. So let's get down to it. How did I get here? How in 2020 did I become an author, the host of a podcast, hired by millionaires, been in the room with billionaires, created a strong team where we get to create the most powerful mastermind in the world for women. There's more coming up on that later. That's just a little teaser. Um, And then created my own business where by creating my legacy, I'm helping people create theirs. It's pretty freaking beautiful if you ask me. But how did I get there? 
And here's where I'm gonna tell you how. Self-worth takes self-work. Listen, after I had kids, I love them dearly. Let me just go ahead and add that little tagline, that little preface. I love them so much. I still love them. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to put you, put you in the room of where I was. I love them so much. And my husband was deployed. Anytime somebody called to check on the kids or to see what was going on, um, the majority of the time people were always asking about my husband, asking how he was, asking how the kids were. It was very, very rarely that I was ever asked about myself, if how I was doing, how I was feeling. And I'm not just talking about, okay, fine, yeah, good, thumbs up, move on, but how are you truly feeling? Where's your value at for yourself? Now, if you didn't pick up on that, pause this podcast right now and text your nearest new mom friend because that is very, very important. Um, very important thing. People get caught up in, in like romanticizing deployments and couples being apart and women having children by themselves. Me, I had my children by myself when my husband was overseas and um, everyone's like, oh, you're so brave. <laughs> but um, anyway, even if you're just a regular woman, a lot of people aren't asking how you're doing. You know, you're getting tons of gifts for the baby and um, you're just, it's pretty much like the beginning of the stop caring about yourself message, um, which is not okay, but stick with me. So it was in that place that I didn't prioritize working on myself. I was so enamored with the thought of like loving my kids so much that like it, I was seriously, I was literally like romanticizing the idea of not caring about myself. I was like, <laughs> I was making myself a martyr um, for the sake of mo motherhood and being a military spouse. And um, red flag, that's not okay. <laughs> I repeat, red flag, that's not okay. Check on your military spouse friends. Check on your new parent friends. Um, because FYI, there's an identity crisis ahead. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened to me. After being a beauty queen for over um, over a decade, I met my husband, stopped my degree, married him, moved across the country, never finished my degree, became a mom, endured major knee surgery, um, on top of which uh, caused me to gain a lot of weight because of the sedentary lifestyle while being pregnant and my husband being deployed. Um, and honestly, it didn't, it's not what cost me. What caused me doing it was having the sedentary lifestyle and not being driven to get off, to get up off my ass and do something with myself um, and eat better and not emotionally eat like I was. So fast forward <laughs> to my husband getting out of the military and us moving back home so I can spend some time with my mom and my sisters and just my family overall. And my mom was diagnosed with cancer for the last time. So if you have been sticking around, you know that my mother did not make it. 
and in the throes of grief, I was at my all-time low. I was in the middle of an identity crisis with being a mom and a military spouse and not really having an identity outside of that. I didn't have a degree to make me feel like I was worth something to help me pull out of that. And I mean, whew, the pain from the grief was tough. But it was on finding her last words in her um, notebook with her last written journal entry, just written uh, two days before she passed, that said, I wonder if I've done enough yet in my life, that I decided to get up off my ass and create my own legacy because no one was going to create it for me. If my mom had any lesson to teach me, that would be her last and greatest, biggest lesson that she'd ever teach me is, hey, don't die one day asking yourself this question. So that is the preface for how I got where I am today. Now, here's what happens next. I decide that I need to start taking care of my body. One of the first things I noticed after losing my mom and deciding to make something better of myself at the time, my message wasn't quite as powerful in the beginning. Um, that surely developed over time, but one of the first powerful messages I told myself was, she died of preventable disease. What can you do today to make sure that you're fighting that? And so I just started paying attention to what I was eating. I'd always had like a general knowledge of good things that give you energy and bad things that make you feel worse. And I started doing more of the good and eating less of the bad. And then I did something else. I Googled how to make myself feel better. And that's where I came across my first ever personal development podcast. It was a link for Brooke Castillo. And in that link, it was, you can, you get to choose how you feel. You get to change your life, nobody else. And this is how you do it. You listen to this podcast and she has all these lessons. It was written, it was written a lot more eloquently that, than that, but I clicked on it. That would be the beginning of the most massive part of my change. So why do I say self-worth takes self-work? Because in the middle of my identity crisis, like I was in postpartum depression, I had been diagnosed by a psychiatrist saying that I had borderline personality disorder. Now that sounds kind of crazy, um, but stick with me. What it really means is that I was pretty much diagnosed with being overly sensitive to traumatic situations. The childhood, the life that I had lived had left me to where if someone upset me, I was very sensitive. If someone made me angry, I was very angry. And um, honestly, when you say it that way, it sounds like everybody, right? Like you can name like five people in your family right now that that <laughs> resonates with, right? Um, but to me at the time when the psychiatrist told me that, I was just like, 
it was like a death sentence. It was like, oh my gosh, like I'm broken and there's nothing that I can do to fix this. Woe is me, my brain is broken. Um, yeah, that's bullshit. That day when I Googled how to change my life, I learned how to change my mind. I learned how to change my thoughts by acting specifically in certain ways. And if that wasn't true, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now, my friends. So let's move on. That was the beginning. Brooke was the beginning. She was the first personal development podcast that I had listened to. Then in her podcast, because she's a wonderful teacher, she would always give examples of her mentors and the people who taught her. And I mean, before this, I wasn't like a caveman under a rock. Like I consider myself like a, a pretty intelligent woman, but I was in emotional distress. Let's say that. And I knew that if I was learning from this woman, if she was moving me the way that she was, that I definitely want to get to know the things that her mentors and her teachers were teaching her, right? So I start doing work on Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and the list goes on. And as I was introduced to every single one of those powerful people, I began learning from who they, who they also influenced or who influenced them. And after several months of purely working on myself, there was a shift. I had spent so much time working on myself instead of sitting on the couch and binge watching Netflix. In working on myself, I was investing in myself, right? Can we agree that I was investing in myself? I was taking time, precious time, and spending it on myself. I was sacrificing, you know, just binge eating and junk food eating of these times that I'd make warm plates of brownies and wine and sit down and watch my favorite show. Instead, I was taking a walk for an hour and a half or two, depending on the weather. And the shift happened. I got to the point where I was working on myself for so long that I looked in the mirror and I realized I was loving myself. Now, if you're just pretty much an average woman, you know that like when you, there's some point in your life, if not now, that you look in the mirror and you just point out the dimples, right? Or you grab like a chunk of your body or you look at something in your hair, your nails, I don't know. And you're just like tearing it apart. You're just like ripping it to pieces and you're like, oh, this needs to be better and this is ne this needs to be better and this is disgusting and this is crap and oh, how could anybody love this? It's so shitty. And for years, I laughed at that with my friends. I had friends where we would do this with each other and we would just put ourselves down, not each other, we'd just put ourselves down and we'd just laugh about it. And it wasn't until I learned how to love myself so immensely and appreciate my legs for getting me where they were getting me in my life and my arms for lifting my children and my lungs for helping me breathe 
that I truly started appreciating myself in a whole different way. I was doing self-work. That personal development, the podcast, the books, the documentaries of Rachel Hollis and Tony Robbins, anything I could get my hands on, I was doing self-work. I was not trying to study who they were. I was not trying to learn everything about them so I could do some sort of book report and write a damn biography, autobiography, or whatever for them. (laughs) I was doing it so I could learn what they did for themselves and apply that to myself. In turn, I created self-worth. Now let me tell you, what does this have to do with how I got where I am today? Because you cannot do great things and you cannot sustain success and grow it unless you firmly believe in yourself, believe in your your mission, have a strong why, stick to it, don't forget it. You have to appreciate yourself. You have to love yourself. Why? Because think about it. In a relationship, when you love, you cherish, and you respect somebody immensely, you take their word for gold, right? You want to trust. You want to trust them. You want to spend time with them. You want to eat what they eat. You want to drink what they drink. You want to hang out with them. You start laughing the same. You have the same interest. Um, you never want them to leave your side. You want to see them do great in life, and you feel good all the more. Now. Take that and make that relationship with yourself. When I had done all of that self-work and I created that immense and powerful self-worth, I was unstoppable. Like even my girl Jordan, she was one of the first strong friends that I had on my team. Now don't get me wrong, I've had people that in my life that I love and have been there with me through thick and thin. But my friend Jordan would come into my life at a time um, integral to my entrepreneurship journey on my entrepreneurial spirit adventure. (laughs) She challenged me. She is one of the few, if not only, people who would call me, check up on me while I was having my coffee in the morning and say, okay, Jess, like, so, what's next? She was never surprised <laughs> to hear what I had next. Like, she was never surprised of the things that I would pull out my sleeve. There's going to be a podcast on that, like a podcast episode on that, on, on how to build your team and how, how to have people like that in your life. But those reciprocal relationships of value with yourself help you create those tangible relationships in real life and then you grow from both of them or all of them. Now I'm at the point where I have multiple women like that in my life and you bet your ass that it's like rocket fuel on my freaking dreams and goals to have women like that in my corner. You know, it's all great and, and wonderful to get like hugs and like, oh, I see what you're doing. I think it's great. And a woman who versus women who call me every day and they're like, Jessica, what are your goals for 2020? How much money do you want to make? 
What are you going to do next? Hey, how was your interview with Dean? What did he say to you? And I'm, you know, referencing my my first celebrity podcast interview um, with Dean Graziosi on the on the Dean Graziosi show, and <laughs> you'd be you'd be surprised in my success how people that I've spent my my entire life with haven't asked me more than five minutes worth of information on that experience, but people who I've met this this very past you know year or six months who are not only asking about it, but they're asking what I learned from and how I felt about it and how it's gonna propel me more and how I'm gonna grow from it more because whenever you are in a relationship or an experience or you have a moment like that where you get a lot of energy and motivation, um, a little daisy pops up. (laughs) You create something from it. It inspires you to do something. And actually, to make that come full circle, the reason why I'm doing 20 podcast episodes in 20 days is because Dean called me out. Dean Graziosi made a little joke and he teased me about me underestimating myself in my own air quote, little podcast, as I said. And he was like, do you see what you've done? You've created so much, so much success that you made a podcast and now you're calling it little. And oh my gosh, he was so right. So here I am. And what I want to drive home to you is that from the value that I created for myself, I kept doing the next thing. I didn't care about what anybody else thought. And trust me, there's a big, big difference. I'm not over here just tooting my own horn for the sake of saying, I'm good at everything and great things happen for me. No. I'm saying that it's been a beautiful, hard (laughs) journey of putting the work in and getting rid of all the bullshit that I used to think about myself, the self-doubt, the fear that you can't do this, to believing in myself so much for the sake of possibility, for the sake of creating the legacy that my mom was never able to create and to utilize that lesson to make a legacy for myself, to be an example for my own daughter and my son and hell, even my husband is now he's thinking about his own dream and what he really wants to do. I hope that this message um, resonates with you. I hope that you see that I didn't make a whole podcast episode to tell you about how great I was. I I dedicated a whole podcast episode to tell you about how much work I did to get here. And once again, I'm not throwing this out here so I can just be some martyr. I'm going to circle back to the beginning when people would ask me, oh my gosh, Jessica, how'd you do it? How'd you get here? Well, my friends, this is how. Self-worth. Take self-work. And oh my gosh, if you have not gotten the point, (laughs) it takes self-worth, a strong foundation of personal development for you to believe in yourself to, to create sustainable and consistent growth in your life. That's how I got where I am. That's how I will continue to get to the next place. 
this is only the beginning. I still have more work to do. I still have more people to reach. And among all those successes, I have a lot of mistakes to make too. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast with a very real moment. And that is my microphone, my professional microphone, was detached this entire episode until just now. I looked down and I realized it was not plugged in all the way. And that is like it's a perfect teachable moment. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm glad you stuck through the podcast the whole way because I know it's a lot easier to listen to when there's a nice buttery voice on the other side. But stuff like this happens. You know, you, you, you go, you do the thing, and you accept the fact that there might be mistakes along the way, but you do it anyway. And my whole point of the 20 podcast episodes and 20 days for me, especially, is to get over perfectionism. You bet your ass I didn't want my entire podcast to sound like that, but I'm going to post it anyway. And the only reason I'm able to do that is because I've done the self-work and I've created the self-worth to know that this podcast doesn't make or break me. It doesn't lessen my value. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to create success later on. I mean, come on. So anyway, with that last little, you know, like candid mistake, I mean, it doesn't get more raw than that. Um, I just want to thank you for being here with me. Stick it in for, let's see what we're at. We're at 25 minutes now um, of, of really just a story of me and um, what I endured through my personal development journey. And I want you to know that you have something inside of you that that you're going to chase, that you're going to create, that you're going to expound upon. And if you want to empower yourself even more, work on yourself. Self-worth takes self-work. And I promise you, that's where your success lies. So I'll see you guys on the other side in the next episode. Um, In my 20 podcast episodes in 20 days challenge, um, episode number seven is next. So I'll see you guys then. See ya and good night.